In the Wild West world of podcasting, there is one podcast that is authentic and genuine and continues to stand tall in its originality. Based on a passion for his guests, their work, and his love of podcasting, Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast get amazing, diverse, unique guests found nowhere else. The variety and quality are endless. There is something for everyone. Derek Thomas is the hero you deserve. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector. Welcome to Monday Morning Critic Podcast. Here is Derek Thomas. This is AJ Simmons. This is Monday Morning Critic. So, man, let's get right into it. So, tell me, before we get to from, tell me about, I ask this of all my guests. This is my favorite question because I love mm-hmm. to know what sparked your interest in acting, like a specific actor, a specific. So, if I asked this question to myself, it would certainly be the Shawshank Redemption, but I'm, okay. I would make, I would make a lousy actor because I'm terrible. But um, <laughs> what, what is your, what is your motivation? What was your motivation? Oh, man. Um, yeah I, I think um one time like when i was a kid i was doing like some some amateur dramatic kind of theater show one day i didn't really want to do it my mum put me in it um and i was like keep me out of trouble i guess i did that and then my late grandfather he was in he was in the audience and he was the one and he sort of come up to me afterwards and he was like son you're like good at this you should do this I was like, yeah, like, you should do this. And I was like, yeah, okay. And a couple of years later, I went to drama school and I was like, and started to work. I was like, okay. So I think it was that sort of moment. I was like, maybe I'm actually quite good. You know, maybe yeah. it was like an interest or something. I don't know. Like, And then just yeah. from there, it was like, boom. And then, yeah, the interest was there. And, is yeah. there a movie that fuels it for you? Is there, so like, say when you are when you ever had downtime, is there like a rewatchable yeah. movie that you could plug in right. and you could watch so a million times? So yeah. many. But like for me, like, Reservoir Dogs is, oh, is one that I watch all the time, or The Matrix One is like something I watch all the time as well. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I wonder if they should have gone past that one because it was such a great movie. I wonder if the two and three and and so forth ruined the first one because the first one was such a work of art. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I mean, I think I think with the whole sort of like aesthetic of the first one, like I, I do really rate the two and three as well. Um, but I like. The first one is just that whole sort of like late nineties era of the aesthetic, and then you know that kind of the concept as well. It was just this is mind blowing. I just like even now, like the rewatchability of it because of that is just it's insane. It's just it's and it's stylish, it's sexy. It's like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. so you're in some pretty good projects, man. So Reacher's a great show. Mm. Um, obviously you're here to talk some from, but mm. I mean Reacher's are an interesting part. You know Dawson and Reacher. Um, yeah. Any similarities with Dawson and Randall? You think? I mean, maybe. I, I think, like, Dawson would be, like, if you prodded Randall so much and just, just did that all the time and <laughs> and, he's, and then maybe you'd see elements of what that Dawson energy is in terms of, like, the, the capability for violence and stuff like that. But, I, no, I think Dawson was just a psycho. And I think there's, there's it's much more nuanced with with Randall. He's a bit of a hothead, like, but it's like he's definitely got he, he's much more of a large onion as opposed as opposed to like a little shallot. Yeah, yeah, a little more complicated. Yeah, good, good yeah, yeah. call. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that. Um, so mm-hmm. and from the majority of the cast seems to be Canadian, and just mm-hmm. hearing you talk, you know, obviously, and I know right now that you're in England. Um, mm-hmm. are, are how does that work? Are, are you because I thought I read something about you in Canada, but like. I want to hear it from you before I even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm from I'm from the UK. Um, yeah. but then I moved out to Toronto like oh, 2016. I don't know. So anyway, yeah. So I, so I work. I work I mainly work in in Canada. My family's here, and you know my people are here. So I come 
I like to come back a lot, you know. So yeah, 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 yeah. So so there's let, let's get into to, from. I tell you, yeah. man, this show t- it's really taken a lot of people by storm. I love usually Reddit groups can be toxic, you know. Usually Facebook yes. groups, not, I don't want to say toxic, but not p- super positive. Yeah. I feel like everybody's all in on from. It's funny because every time I go to post an interview in, in these groups, mm-hmm. I'll say. It went from 5,000 followers to 15, now 25. Like every time I look, it's growing by the thousands. Yeah. What do you think it's about from uh, about from AJ that really has people talking, has really captivated people? I've had many of the cast on. They're all wonderful people. You're wonderful. Yeah. I mean, both here and on the show. What yes. do you think it is, AJ, about, about this show? You know, I just, I think there's, there's not that many like, of your your ensemble pieces that like have interesting concept kind of sci-fi horror-y kind of thing and i think because we're playing in that kind of genre like you get right in that sort of horror thriller genre you get really loyal fans and i think i don't know i just think i just think that the text man i just think the way that you know our creators create the show and the characters that they create like i think a lot of the audience can I mean, they have a selection of people that they can see themselves as, you know what I mean, in the town, because there's so many of them. But it's like, I think, yeah, a big, a, a big ensemble piece, like people can see themselves in the characters, uh, the writing, um, the, yeah, the genre, that kind of thing. And it's just like, it's like adults. It's, it's made, it, fe- it feels to me like it's it's made for an adult audience. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like, because, you know, we're respecting that horror genre, especially with the TV. The, the, there's like elements of it where it can be cheesy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, and I feel like... The, that gets old quick but i feel like this has definitely got its you know it's, it's a bit more heady you know what i'm saying and and i feel like people stick around for that kind of thing more because they have to work a little hard as an audience member and i think that lends itself to people paying attention for longer i think yeah it's yeah. a great answer and it's a good kind of horror it's like the mike flanagan haunting of hill house where you have to think you have to watch yeah. it's got mm-hmm. a good story it's not like you know yeah. i've said this before freddie or jason walking through the woods just hacking people to death exactly you know? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's it's, it's got a point to it so mm-hmm. i don't know if you're familiar with the walking dead aj yeah, uh, yeah so and i know i think you've been asked this before but my god the comparisons i see it and i don't know how it's going to unfold because i've already seen 208 which comes out this sunday yeah um i don't know i part of me feels like aj could be uh, not aj uh, the randall could be a, um a daryl dixon i'm hoping that's the road it goes down oh, yeah, i'm so <laughs> it's like daryl is like that character for me, I was like, I'm looking, I was researching things, you know, and I'm not trying to write off anybody's coattails or performance or whatever, but I'm like, and I came late to the party, but I was like, all right, what's this kind of, kind of character like? What's the world? Da-da-da-da-da. And I've research. I'm looking at various different things and to learn. He's like, Randall's the kind of guy that's good in the outside world, like with his hands and, you know, goes hunting, you know, you see the, the hunting rifle that he's got when he get, gets in on the bus, stuff like that. And I'm like, I see, and I look. I was looking at Daryl Dixon. And I was like, maybe I can, I can, I can just pinch a little bit of that. And, and yeah, sprinkle you know what I'm saying. And uh, yeah, yeah, like for me, like The Walking Dead is like huge, like hugely sort of paramount for me in terms of like the only thing that I could watch, like a bunch of people in a fish out of water thing that was sort of based in reality. So to yeah, speak, yeah, that yeah. I'd seen before, so I was like, oh, that kind of tone. Maybe I'll go with that, and then maybe. Yeah, so maybe I mean, if it can be hot, yeah, if it can become anything like that with Dixon, I mean, Jesus, that would be awesome. And, and I'll tell you pros and cons to why I think he might be and, and why he might not be. But I really think that if if he goes down that road where he turns and is super helpful and super kind, because Daryl had that rough exterior where er, mm. that first season of Walking Dead, which is one of the best first seasons of a show ever, yeah. you're watching and you're like, oh, he's a dick. But then it's like, no, he's not. Like, he's this really good guy that has mm. these pent up emotions, has this backstory that's just so riveting. And it's like, 
Like yeah. I'm hoping Randall because I, I there's a lot of love about Randall and, and I I really really hope he's like um um Daryl. But like I trying to figure out his rapport with Donna, right? Like does yeah. he really dislike her because she like when she put him on the bus? I don't know if like your reaction or it's not your reaction, but but Randall's reaction was like you know what f you. I'm going to make this work on the bus. This mm. is going to be my bus. I'm going to take it because yeah. she's trying to make a point, teach him a lesson. I don't think that worked very well. Um, what do you think, AJ? I think uh, I think Randall quite enjoyed being on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's like he doesn't want to, he wants to be away from these crazies, you know. Because I mean, his whole shtick up to that point is like he hasn't seen any proof of all this craziness that these people are saying. These people have been waving guns in his face, blowing out tires and all this kind of craziness and people are dying and there's blood all in the bus. It's like, well, okay, well, this is that you're doing me a favor being down here because I can strategize and assess and be like, right, I can suss out who's who. I can sit on top of the bus and, and really figure this out, you know, as right. opposed to being under the thumb of, you know, the the really cool major that is Donna. But you know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah. being away from that. And, and I, feel, I just feel like Randall's the kind of guy that's he's better on his own anyway. Yeah, of course. And that first night when we watch him on that bus, that's that's like pulsating. Like I was like, oh my god! Like anytime those creatures come out because they're so damn convincing. Um, Mm. that was that was riveting television watching because you learn a lot about Randall that night too. That um, he's not really a guy that's scared too easily. No, you know, and I don't think he is, but I think he definitely has his limits, like everybody else. But yeah, I feel like especially it's catch twenty two for me really like when I was, was trying to play that scene because it was like he doesn't know because he hasn't seen the transition from townsfolk non-creature person to creature right he hasn't seen it so it's like does he believe it or not but then obviously there's the blood everywhere do you know what I mean but then at the yeah. same time it's like there's part of him that I think he feels like he would just be able to handle it anyway you know yeah. so it was, yeah. it, was, it was it was fun to get into those sort of extremities emotionally in that in that scene you know yeah, yeah, and he does question everything. Randall questions everything. And 208, it's not really a spoiler. I guess it is, but uh, 208 ends with Donna uh, wrapped to a tree. But, you know, AJ, I'm trying to figure out if Randall really believes that she's in on something that nobody else can see. Like, there's like, he believes that, and I think to some degree, Jim, that there's somebody there that's in on it that's not, you know, telling us something they should be or, or, or part of a legitimate part of the community. Yeah. Or do you think he's pissed off at how she treated him? Like, is it both, do you think, AJ, when it comes to Randall? Like, does he really believe there's something more to Donna? Or, or do you think it's a bunch of things? What is it about his, his I think I think it's a, I think it's a little cocktail of both of what you just said. Yeah, really, yeah. In terms of his sort of motivation to, to be extreme. Because, I mean, you know, he, he kept Jim out of the loop on his power move there at the end of that ep for a reason. Because it's like, yeah, he kind of trusts Jim, but it's like... He can, he, not even, he's not stupid. Like Randall's not going to sit there and be like, "Hey, let's be buddies and we'll share everything and we'll do everything together." Because you just can't rely on anybody except for yourself, especially in these extreme circumstances. I mean, that's his whole mo, right? So it's like I think for him, he, he does think that it's not all as it seems. You know, I mean, if Jim told him about the the voice on the radio, like I think it would be, you know what I mean? It would really right. satisfy like um, you know all his suspicions. But yeah, I think Rand- Randall's definitely like. I think part of him kind of enjoys like tying up the person that gave him shit. Yeah, he's a little he's a little bit of a you know a little yeah. bit of a, yeah. I mean, he's enjoying it for sure. Like it would be it would be yeah. wrong to say that he's not enjoying it a little bit. But you know, I think he's he enjoys it to a degree. But really, it is about trying to get out for him. Right. It's about just get out, get away from these crazies, and you know, look look out for number one. You know, so. 
and that's what keeps us guessing too, is because it, I'm trying to think: is Randall nuts? Can he? Can is he nuts, or can he really help? Can he see something that we don't see? And he's also got a little bit of MacGyver in him, right? With the drone, he's pretty good with putting things together. He's got the seat on top of the bus, so clearly yeah. he's he would be an asset to a community if you could trust yeah. him, because he's a, he's a he's a fix it all kind of guy, right? Yeah, he's well. That's the thing. I mean, Randall's not really a people person, like at all. But like right. you know, he has a nephew, he has some family, whatever. It's like if you're lucky enough to get in the circle, which he naturally keeps very small, then there's not a lot he wouldn't do for you, you know. And he and he's the kind of dude that like if you were in a pinch and you needed some heavy lifting doing, you would call Randall. Like you might not agree with how he gets certain things done, or but he might just be willing to do some of the hard things that certain people can't do in order to, you know sort you out so i feel like yeah he would be resourceful but it's like thing is he just he doesn't trust very easy right so it's like and he has no reason to trust any of these people yet so so i don't feel like he's gonna want to even give them that benefit of who he could be because i mean we saw a little bit of it in episode one right when um when uh jim's down in the the basement looking for uh tabitha right so it's like you know he he will help like but then you know since then people have done a lot of things to set him off on a path where it's like oh i don't know this is a bit crazy like i don't trust you anymore you know what i mean yeah that's where it keeps you guessing yeah it's like he's a helpful guy but it's like and and the other thing i really like about him we talked about daryl dixon earlier i really Mm -hmm. feel like the other comparison with these two guys is daryl dixon could have been on his own the entire series of the walking dead he didn't need other people he could he he is sufficient to make you on his own and I believe Randall, the same could be said for Randall. He he yeah. doesn't need other people. I mean, mentally, we all need other people. But if yeah. he had to, I think Randall would be okay making making this through up on his own. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that, man. I'd agree with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. uh, few more questions, man. Thank you mm-hmm. for all this time. Uh, yeah, so no problem. You, you came on in season two, right? What are mm. the challenges of not being there for their first season? Or are there any? Um, I think with with the uh, this character, it really worked. Like... Because I like coming in and not knowing much because I hadn't seen because I came super late. I'm talking like the next week I was out there shooting. Right? Wow. So it was wow. very, like, but then also at the same, like I'd seen a trailer or whatever, but I hadn't, I didn't really know too much about the show. But I think that really lends itself to Randall's circumstances in the scene, you know. So as as, as, a, as an actor for the, for the character and getting everything like um, like that together, it was it was really useful. And then just you know, as a, as a human coming into something that you know there's an established thing, and you're the new one of the new guys, and coming in and it's an ensemble piece, and there's lots of people, and it's a well-oiled machine. There's always that thing of like, oh, it's a little bit, oh shit, right. I'm not the new dude. I got to try to do this. <laughs> Am I any good at this? The whole imposter syndrome. You're like, oh, okay, but yeah, you know, it's just like everybody was really welcoming, and and they're all just such great artists and and whatnot. So it's it's not. I'm not going to say it's easy, but it was like, it was, it was, it was kind of easy to fall into. Once it was go time, it was just, everybody was just on. And it was just, yeah, it was just, it, it felt really, it was, it was accessible to get to that space because it's a space that everybody has created. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't want, I know I'm going to butcher his name and I was at the press day and I'm going to butcher it's, it's Ian, right? It's, it's E I O N, but it's I-N or Ian. Yeah, Ian. Ian. Yeah. I had it right the first time. Um, What about working with him? He's like, he's kind of like, he's a guy that he was up for Batman, the, Christian Bale's Batman. He was yeah. in band of brothers. He's a, now, now you have a lot of scenes with him. Talk about your rapport on screen, off screen, whatever you wanted to say to that AJ. Dude, like Ian is such a nice guy. Like he's such a nice dude, and he's got a lot of time for people. And yeah, just just work, working with him, just learning from him. You know, his resume stacked. You know, like just being, he's just very open to work within a scene. You know, and it's just yeah. such a positive, collaborative experience. There's no pretense. There's no ego. 
um, yeah, he, he just, just looks out for me, and yeah, he was, he, he was, he's a really good dude. So it was just that whole experience was just so nourishing. It wasn't like I have to go to work today. It's like I get to go to work today. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like that with, yeah. You know, everybody I work with, but you know, yeah. I, I, get, I spent a lot of time with 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 Ian, and it, yeah, he's he's a really really good dude. Man. Yeah, you guys make a good team. I like yeah, watching you guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, let, let me ask you this: I really want to want I really want to like Randall when this is all done at the end of the second <laughs> season. Please tell me I'm going to like him. Like blink twice. I know you can't say things, but like tell me I'm going to like Randall at the end of all this. I think, I think people will um be satisfied with certain consequences of certain actions that come about in Randall's story towards the end. Yeah. I think they'll be like, yeah, there'll they'll, they'll be room for empathy, I think, or at least satisfaction from an audience perspective. And then from where it goes after that, who knows? But yeah. that's not up to me. But yeah. Last question. Um, from a fan's point of view, when you watch the show, what's the scariest thing for you? What's it say again? What, what? So when you watch the show as a fan, forget the acting, forget that. When yeah. you watch it as a fan, so like when I watch the show, I, I know mm. the scary part for me. What do you see as the scariest part as a movie or a TV fan? When you watch From, what yeah. scares you the most? Is it think, is it the creatures? Is it you know not knowing where you are? Is it? Yeah, for me, it's like as a fan, it's like because you know the the the, the scares gonna come, right? right? But it's like it's not knowing when, and like for me, like when I was just, you know, as an audience member in episode two, I think when poor old Tom's under the, under the rubble and yeah. we just turned and then we didn't get any sort of static shot of the town person then becoming the thing that they are. It was just turn around, right? It's, it's that, it's, it's that moment where it's like, you get a sense it's coming. And then when it comes, they always do a, the editors always do a great job of like, just getting, just, it gets, yeah, it just gets you. So it's that for me, it's, it's that threat that is always there. And then when it actually comes out, it's like, you can't predict it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, yeah. Any talk of a season three for you? I'm, I'm sure. I mean, unless something happens, is there talk of a season three? Is there Hey man, like, I don't have any answers on that, but like just everybody keep watching, man. And, and hopefully your wishes will come true. What's around the corner for you, my friend, um, social media, any projects, anything you want to throw out there? Oh man, I'm, I'm just taking it. I'm having a little bit of time off right now, but I'm, I'm working on a short film that I, I'm directing right now. So I'm just sort of putting that together. Um, so yeah, you see that on my socials that'll be coming out. Yeah, we're gonna go to camera end of July, but yeah, man. But for the most part, I'm just taking some time with my family and just chilling. Yeah, yeah, man. Your future is bright. Uh, I love your work as an actor, and I can't wait to see what the future holds for you, my friend. Thank you, man. Have a great night. Take care of yourself. Thank you for listening to Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can also connect with Monday Morning Critic on Instagram and Facebook, MDM Critic on Twitter, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. All episodes available, www.mmcpodcast.com.